Total Sports Enterprises will be at the Pittsburgh Business Show next week for two days of bidding to benefit the one and only Junior Achievement. Stop at the Business Show to network with vendors and to experience B2B opportunities in an intimate setting. TSC will be available at the entrance and throughout the expo with unique sports pieces available to take home to the highest bidder and benefiting our friends at the Junior Achievement. Uh, visit tscshop.com next week to start the bidding online before you even get there. Now let's start the Jagoff podcast from the Pittsburgh Ultimate House. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word Jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or... Here's how Pittsburghers define a word Jagoff. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jag off! Or someone scares the out of you. Yeah, jag off! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jag off? Everybody's Jim Crin. I'm Jackie Kane. This is Mark Madden. Larry Richard. Gamwell Bill. Kurt Angle. Rocky Blyer. Bonnie Diver. Rick Sevak. Mike Wysocki. John Steigerwald. Greg Brown. Tyler Kennedy. Santonio Holmes. And this is the Jag Off Podcast. This is the Jagoff Podcast, and again, this week from the Pittsburgh Magazine, Pittsburgh Ultimate House. Now, you know, I never I listened to those voices on the opening. I, Kurt Angle, all these people, how about that? I never really listened that? to it. It's, Are we reflecting on all the people we, you've met? <laughs> no, no, Are we name cool. dropping? It's just cool. I think my favorite, one of my favorites in there is Greg Brown, because, God, he He's was a, a funny, guy. funny guest, yeah. good dude. Yeah, so, so true. There's so many favorites, though. Aww. Aww. The, uh, this is the Jagoff Podcast, John and Rachel, and we are in the lobby of the Pittsburgh Ultimate House, which is open for the next couple of weeks, and you can come in, the, and it benefits the Children's Hospital uh, Free Care Fund, yeah. and uh, so we want you to come. There will be pictures online if you're listening to the podcast. First, if you've never listened before, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music. Stitcher. Or the Stitcher. That's what I yeah, always boom. say. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the hype, the Stitcher hype person. And, uh, and uh, iHeartRadio app and on yajagoff.com. And yajagoff.com is the blog that we base our stuff off of, right? Yep. And we talk about every once in a while what happened on the blog this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't even remember at this point. Well, you always have something to be angry about when it comes to either driving or parking. So you did have somebody yes. parking incorrectly, as yeah. usual, Peter Parker's uh, yep. submission. And then and you also talked about um, the travel mug clutter that you have going on in your kitchen. Yeah. And I even heard you saying to your daughter this week, do you need a, are you having a smoothie? And when she said, yes, you were like, I can't find the lid. Like, so I knew that's what was going to inspire this. We have like this blog. Hyper, hyper niche. Everybody has a junk drawer in their kitchen, which you'll see. I don't. There's no junk drawer in this kitchen, right? No. Everything was empty. There's right. No, but, uh, and, but our junk drawer goes to from a junk drawer to a hyper niche junk drawer of travel, free travel mugs. Yeah. And we can't ever find a lid that matches the cup but we have six million well at least they're not expensive travel mugs like you keep saying they're free travel mugs <laughs> they're free so if you see me and you want to give me a travel mug i'll go thank don't you, but no thank <laughs> you because i don't have any room for it but and that, then the other big thing really this week was about the accountants right yes because we're, we're approaching tax day by the that's time right. you hear it it will be tax day that's right and you know it's been on our bucket list that we have to acknowledge these accountants who work so hard they get irritated with us because we're either last minute or we're super ahead of the game and that starts their tax season and it just throws them into a frenzy of craziness so you're trying to cheat photocopy double photocopy (laughs) uh your receipts telling them you this is a deduction and they have to kind of weed through all that so we are on tuesday we will on on the blog when this podcast post on yajagoff.com we will announce the tax preparer slash accountant who won the 60 minutes Mm -hmm. spa treatment at spa cosmetica yeah so it was supposed to be a 30 minute i think head and neck massage and then scott was so excited last week when we were at his location 
mentioned that he upped it to a 60 minute. Yeah. So he so, must really like his accountant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So that's the that's what was on the blog. And uh, again, uh, we have a really cool podcast coming up today. We did a little ticket giveaway, and uh, we have one. Our ticket winner is here and has gone through. Yeah, the house he's with toured us. with us. Yeah. That was fun. And on the cool part is he's actually an architect, and he's Pittsburgh's jazz architect. I like that. And Pittsburgh so, always has those niche, you know, unique um, title people, right? right? He's a jazz architect. So that's right. That'll be kind and, of interesting. Uh, and by the way, you'll be hearing him playing the uh, the harmonica throughout all of our music breaks. How uh, clever no was that? No pressure there, right? <laughs> no pressure. Now <laughs> right. he has to do it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And uh, Linda's on again, Linda Joe Thornburg from, uh, from the Pittsburgh Business Show, which you know, if you're paying attention, you know that we're going to be talking about podcasting there and yep. podcasting from there. Why should your business know about podcasting either from a marketing standpoint or a content marketing strategy standpoint yeah, absolutely and uh, we if you watch the video Hal is here Hal B. Klein the food editor from Pittsburgh Magazine is here which yeah said. I know he keeps calling him <laughs> Hal Recline which is every room we went to he <laughs> at least he's reclined. laughing about it right. <laughs> I've already made fun of you to the max right. but yeah. yeah so we have a great like, yeah. great slew of guests and we also had the opportunity to meet and speak with the one and only Amanda Kessel mm-hmm. who of course is the um, gold medal winner from the women's Olympic team from from this past winter Olympics and I mean, it was great to be able to talk to her. Everybody kind of in Pittsburgh says, you know, she's Phil Kessel's sister kind of thing. You know, she takes it in stride, right? Yeah. She's just kind of like, I'm a sibling, but I have the same talent he does. And she beat him at ping pong the last time they were <laughs> yeah, together. I right. love that story. Yeah. So. yeah. And she talked about going home and, and you know, she was, she was in Pittsburgh this week for a signing at Total Sports Enterprises, our yep. sponsor. And she, uh, last night, if you watched the Penguin game that didn't go so well, she was down there giving an old Let's Go Pens chant with Iceberg. So she, oh, was she? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So anyway, so that's the podcast and uh, we'll be coming up right back. We're going to take two guests at the same time here. We're going to have David come on and we're going to have Halby Klein come on and talk about about what they liked about the tour and what they're doing. Perfect. So we're talking about how David sounds so good on the microphone. Give us that. So get, get, David, give us one of those. You're listening to the Jagoff podcast. Things. You're listening to the Jagoff podcast here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Remember when John was the host? <laughs> Remember? <laughs> we're, we're going deep today. I feel, like yeah. for, I feel like I'm here for a historic moment. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? right? Hal's going to be like, hey, he was there when John got fired. They kicked Amazing. him out. They, they didn't even let him use his car to go home in. <laughs> Right. So our guests right now are Halby Klein, food editor. Did I have that right? Food editor? For yeah, Pittsburgh, definitely. Right? Restaurant yeah. critic. Yeah. And David Roth, who is a Pittsburgh architect, who I've... We've He's actually, better known as what? Yeah, Pittsburgh's jazz architect. And uh, we've met on... This is where the blog has been kind of cool because I actually met David at a PR event, you know, a couple of years ago. And But we, we kind of know each other, but we only know each other from Twitter. And now we're hanging. We've made a lot of friends on Twitter. Yeah. For sure. Right. It's a whole world out there. It's it's not what it used to be, though. Mm. Yeah. Well, you don't like it anymore, or, or you, you like it more? Well, it's really hard to find the content that I was used to finding from a design standpoint. Oh, I see. Because yeah. there's just so much going on. I'm, I guess I could change the parameters on my feed. 
to make sure I'm only looking at the design stuff and not at the noise. Right, not at the Jagos, right? You're like, <laughs> but luckily I found, yeah, luckily I found you guys the, the other morning. Follow there Rachel, yeah, follow Rachel Renebeck on Twitter. What did you tweet about last? I don't the tweet. Kennedy you know this. Yeah, it drives John crazy. But I have three children, and as much as I appreciate Twitter, you know, I'm that demographic for Facebook because I'm just telling you about what my kids did. <laughs> more storytelling and let I, more. Um, nonsense banter so you would definitely be blocking me i'm your noise <laughs> that's why i'm not on as no, much i use it for news I it love drives it. john crazy I, I, I love it for traffic weather everything like yeah. that you know oh, it's, so. it definitely yeah, has its, its assets yeah and also the unexpected like yeah right. yeah for sure sure for sure absolutely sure. Yeah, so, i feel like i got very bored with twitter for a while and then suddenly in the last six months or so i'm like oh wait this is there's really interesting things happening here yeah, again sure. yeah. i thought he was gonna well, say i really got bored with your new conversation he right now, he's looking for another couch <laughs> I thought he was going to be a Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I am very honest. How if I get bored? Listen, I'll give you a heads up. If you start talking and you hear me go like this, interesting. You That's know, it. I'm out. Yeah, I'm yeah, out. Done. That's something my mother would say. Wow. <laughs> <That's laughs> Thanks a it's lot. Same demographic, David. David. Yeah, right. Back to the, uh, back <laughs> to the penthouse. <laughs> so, uh, so let's first talk about the house that we're in. And uh, Hal, you're uh, the food editor. You got to see the kitchen, and there were no groceries. There were lemons laying around, but you know, no food yet. And and uh, so, and David, and you, let, let's talk about our our tour of the house first. Hal, you first. I mean, I jumped on part way, but this is cool. Like, I, I feel sort of embarrassed to say that this is my first time here, considering that this is the Pittsburgh Magazine <laughs> Ultimate House. But I'll be here tomorrow uh, giving tours. Um, oh, but it's beautiful. What a cool space. Like that yeah. penthouse is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's really spacious. Um, yeah, the, the, like, the fake lemons in Bear Kitchens thing is weird. Yeah. Like, I feel like that happens <laughs> yeah. everywhere. We'd had that at the uh, Home and Garden show as well right. on the stage there. There was just a big They're thing the of fake lemons. fake lemons. Yeah, I think we just moved. I think maybe that's like somewhere in the magazine in the store. There's so many, there's so many metaphors in there. I was just going to say it's a metaphor. <laughs> we just moved yeah. the, the fake lemons yeah. around, right. apparently to celebrate plenty in a... In a Otherwise, empty space. <laughs> well, what I like about it is, you know, John and I had the pleasure last year, as I was telling Katie, that this is the fourth year for Pittsburgh Magazine to do that, to do the Ultimate House. But last year, it was more suburban in the, it was kind of like Mars area, remember? Because it was yeah. near Table. Yeah. I mean, not Table, um, Heinz Ward's place, because we were able to go there afterward. Yeah, That's yeah, how right. I remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love about it is you can show how eclectic Pittsburgh is, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can go from a suburban area like Cranberry or Mars or, or Wexford, and then to, I mean, here we are coming right off of the main hub of of um liberty avenue you know in this really cool area and you walk in and it's like this industrial craziness but it, the decor is amazing do we know how many apartments are in here katie says four yeah we're getting the four the high <laughs> sign oh, yeah yes four. there are four yeah but yes. the penthouse was but the incredible. penthouse oh my was the God. one we saw well, how yeah. you must have liked that kitchen because whenever you know as an architect and i get a client that wants to do a kitchen i try to size them up and say whether this is a functional kitchen or a trophy mm-hmm. kitchen and that seemed like a very functionally laid out kitchen. Wait, is David asking the questions? I just <laughs> yeah. Okay. This okay. is the David. Yeah, this is the David. You're really podcast. gone. <laughs> David Lee Roth podcast. David. Yeah. No, I mean it was. Oh, a, it was a great kitchen. It, you know, it had the the giant island in the middle with the sink, which I think is a wonderful feature. Um, it looked like the penthouse one had gas stoves and then mm-hmm. electric stoves in the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a gas stove person, so I was happy oh, yeah. to see okay. that up there. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Well, let me ask you though, and and just to kind of jump in, I don't want to change subjects from the house because it's absolutely gorgeous. But being the the food critic that you are, are you a cook? Like, do you enjoy cooking at home? And I think that's an important question because. 
I think it's a common misconception that everybody who kind of, you know, weighs in on, on food places like you have in the various amazing, you know, areas in the city. Um, are you somebody who enjoys cooking in a, in your own home? Yeah, I love it. I, um, I cook at least one meal a day at home. Um, hopefully two. Um, I have a big garden, so I'm like really excited. It's so beautiful today. I'm actually going to spend the rest of the day out in my garden, getting it ready for the, okay. for the season. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, once the season starts, a lot of the food that I'm cooking at home is food that I grew myself, which sure. I think is great. Okay. So um, looking at a kitchen like that, what's the first thing you kind of hone in on? I mean, the first thing I saw was the stove, which looked like a beautiful range. Um, the fridge looked beautiful. I also love a kitchen that has all that lit, like natural light in it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think yeah, that just right. makes it for like such a great environment to like mm-hmm. be in and cook in. Yeah. Uh, there were also a lot of places for other people to sit and hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are like there you know like there are two types of home cooks right there the home cooks that are like get out of my kitchen yes <laughs> hang out but I want to be in here and then there are the cooks you know like I am invited I think, that are like come on in like hang out sure grab a knife chop something yeah, yeah. <laughs> help a brother out <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it should be fun cooking yeah. cooking and eating and all of that and growing food is all a communal exercise so yep. yeah good point David what's your favorite part so far of the I like the kitchen too yeah, yeah. and it's definitely the center of the activity and I think that the beautiful thing about that penthouse upstairs is just how big it mm-hmm. was completely unexpected because sometimes I guess the typical units would be half that size yeah mm-hmm. and so I'm sure that it has a, a nice big price tag to go along with it <laughs> well, well like, do we want to know Katie? it'd be worth it yeah do we know well, oh, we're See, ready. I put an offer in for $1.12 million and I got declined. Yeah. Because <laughs> she swiped lemons. her debit card. She swiped her debit yeah. card for that. <laughs> After I got paid from the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. I mean, I have to say, not that anyone asked, but I like the little veranda area, right, that you can kind of walk yeah. out and see, you know, because I think Pittsburgh, too, we've become known. It's no longer just the Mount Washington City, right? We don't just have to go there to see a good view. And now you can kind of go outside and, and look over. And Well, a, a big part of the work that I do... I like to say I'm trying to bring the inside out and the outside right. in. Right. Okay. And so the windows do that, a beautiful job of that. There's a tremendous value to have all those windows proportionally for the amount of square feet. It just seems nice and open. Yeah, right. And then um, to be able to go outside is key. Yeah, people sure. Want to, people want to be up in these roofs. Yeah. It, it's the place to be. And, and then to, I'm sorry, to no, Al's point, somebody can sit outside and yell in while you're cooking. <laughs> yeah. Snacks. You still have that communal <laughs> feel, right? Pass through the window, right? <laughs> I love the laundry area with the big windows. My laundry area at home, I look at like cobwebs and this thing, uh, you know, this this pipe that goes outside to vent the dryer. Well, I'm and, a laundry guy and, and, and a you know, dishwasher, it's, so. It's right, miserable. I, I need windows for both Yeah, right. it's, a, it's a miserable space to do laundry. So, yeah, uh, so, all right. So we talked about the Pittsburgh Ultimate House, which is hashtag PM, PM Ultimate is yeah. what it is. Yeah. And uh, so, David, let's talk about the projects that you're working on. You, you live in the West End area. You work in the Uptown area, right? And is that what we call it, Uptown area? Correct. The name of my company is Downtown Design. Mm-hmm. I lived downtown for about 13 years in the 90s. And uh, it was similar to Uptown then because there was not a big population. Back in those days, it was probably only 1,000 people. It's about 1,000 people in Uptown now, too. So it's funny. People still think I live downtown. I'm almost like the uh, Punxsutawney Phil of downtown. <laughs> they think, And it's great because I get you know, so much free branding without having to pay the rent. Oh, wow, yeah. Right. But Uptown is the next neighborhood, mm-hmm. integrally involved with the community development group. And we're really you know, focused on equitable development okay in a way that has been in the news mm-hmm. i mean for many of these neighborhoods right. i mean in particular east liberty mm-hmm. and over the last week or so and so it's a real challenge in our field right now keeping places for people to live in the city so i'm trying to find the right size 
I have my office in a similar building in Uptown, and it was on Zillow for 200 days. Hmm. Wow. Okay, because again, the Uptown neighborhood, the perception of it, it's still a little bit edgy. Yeah, it's right. a, it's sure. a place that's in transition, but boy, it has, you know, me as a jazz lover, the history of the Hill District is what mm-hmm. really drew, oh, sure. drew me to it. Sure. And it almost brings a tear to my eye when I walk around and, and you know, I will hear my jazz on the radio, hear like Roger Humphreys playing, and I'm driving up the hill and I get all choked up. Mm. Um, because that actually um, is the thing that drives me personally. I've been playing the piano since I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. And when I say I'm the jazz architect, I have a very much a jazz approach to my projects. Where okay. people all sort of, we start with the same sheet of music, but we also are striving for something where one plus one is going to equal three. Where there's an unexpected result at the end of it. And the process, it's, you know, it's really about the journey, not so much about the product. And the product is always a reflection of the process that creates it. So yeah. that's my heady I love um, it. Discussion yeah. for you this no, morning. This right. is probably yeah. the most normal conversation we've had on this podcast in quite some time. So, yeah, we might, sure, yeah. so well, practically, I mean, I, you know, I'd love to be able to, in my legacy, to begin to crack the code on affordable housing mm. because that term, everybody wants an affordable house. Everybody mm. around this table, we have to have. I have an extremely affordable house in the West End. You know, maybe it's uh, the day that we sell it, it might be worth. $120,000. No, my wife probably bought it for like thirty or $40,000 mm-hmm. 30 years ago. But there's so many opportunities like that for us to, you know, when and if Amazon would come here, I would ask them to begin to not so much build yeah. these new houses, but really invest in bringing back all these beautiful old houses that are just sitting there. And we had the, remember the GeekWire guys Correct. on, we had, uh, when they came and they set up their headquarters here for a month, yep. they talked about how that occurred in, uh, in the Seattle, Seattle area, mm-hmm. about how the housing just went completely unaffordable when Amazon And, and so the key to the city, since it's been my adopted city for about 40 years, came from the New York area. Okay. So believe me, I left New York because I never found a rent-controlled apartment. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so the idea of affordable housing is is something that is yeah. we can all relate to. Mm-hmm. And, and affordable housing at all levels, because if you don't have choices at all levels, then you're going to be putting the pressure on different yeah. levels. Yeah, gotcha. And how, how, when you were talking about this particular neighborhood, this house being in this neighborhood, you talked about there's some of the restaurants around in this neighborhood, right? Yeah, and I mean, I think also to that point, you know, for this building, too, to be a repurposed building instead of right. for, you know, as you see in some of the neighborhoods, a lot of buildings being, like, torn down and entire blocks torn down, and then these cookie-cutter... had good bones. The building had Yeah, and cookie-cutter buildings being put mm-hmm. up, and I think it's really it's really sad, you know, for, for the character of the neighborhoods, for people, for everything like that, you know, because who's moving into those buildings isn't the, aren't the people that lived in the neighborhood. Um, right. But, yeah, on a happier note, in this neighborhood, um, I think... Where this house is located, it's great. So in Bloomfield right now, um, there are all these small business owners, small restaurant owners that are doing really amazing things. So Bitter Ends Garden and Luncheonette, um, which opened a few months ago, is uh, if you look in the May issue of Pittsburgh Magazine coming out soon, that's the review. And I don't think I'm giving anything away by saying how much I love the place. Hmm. Um, I think it's just, you know, it's a couple of people who are in their 20s who started, you know, a little farm and started cooking. And it's this luncheonette that reminds me of old school breakfast lunch counters with this like community aspect that, you know, you know, I say in the review, you know, it's like, it's not too different from your neighborhood diner. It's just that like, they're using much better ingredients. Not no diss on the neighborhood diner because I I, I love diners too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But don't you feel like that's part of what's happening in Pittsburgh too, that people are really kind of reconnecting with it being more farm to table-esque, right? I I think there's this closeness. I think, you know, Melissa McCart wrote something really smart in the Post-Gazette uh, the other day about downtown and how all the spaces are so big. Mm-hmm. And it's really sort of 
making it so that like big chains have to come in because they're the only people who can afford the total square footage costs. Mm-hmm. But I think when you look into the neighborhood, so a neighborhood like Bloomfield, you can get a place with a smaller square footage right. and you'll have a lower overhead cost and be able to do you know, something really special. So like right across the street, basically from bitter ends is baby loves tacos, mm-hmm. um, which is another guy that, um, this guy Zach that just like came to Pittsburgh uh, a few years ago. And I love the you know, name, right? Baby loves. Tacos. Yeah. He named it. It's a husband and wife that own it and their kid loves tacos. And so <laughs> why, why, why work too hard? You know, right? <laughs> there it is. Um, but it's, it's amazing. And he was a semi-professional soccer player, um, and he started playing in these Latino leagues and started just like learning recipes and like getting this love just for these really just like well put together, but like no fuss tacos. Um, they're like amazing. Um, so I think having that in that neighborhood and seeing Bloomfield grow in that way. And then if you're here and you go down the hill to Lawrenceville, uh, Poulet Bleu, mm-hmm. which is the right. new restaurant from the Richard Deschamps restaurant group. So yes. pork and beans, taco. Yep. Butcher in the Rye, Meat and Potatoes. This is like their most like food forward restaurant that they've done so far. It's French Bistro. It's the design is really transportive. Um, they just opened the courtyard, which is beautiful. We had to discover the Berg Pittsburgh on, um, people on at the foundry and yeah. they talked about it and said that they had gone in and they said the steak is absolutely to die for. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really incredible. And it's something that's really making a statement and doing something new. And then right next door to that, Morcia which has been around for a while, but got really damaged. Uh, In January, there was an overhead pipe in the Mm. apartment above that burst and flooded the entire restaurant. So they did an entire remodel. Um, What's really cool, too, is Justin Severino, who's the chef there, is also, uh, he grew up, you know, with a family of general contractors. So he basically, like, you know, (laughs) Hit the lottery on repair. And he and his friends, you know, uh, like, like hand built both the first iteration of it and the second iteration of it, which I think is is pretty cool. You know, you don't see a lot of chefs that are, yeah, handymen. Yeah, yeah and, and like doing a good job of it. I think sometimes sure. you see places where people do it and they don't, you know, because right. yeah. they have to. Yeah, right. And I think the other key now is what I love seeing, having been in Pittsburgh my whole life, is it seemed like, and I'm sure David, you can attest to this. You know, people moved from the city to the suburbs. There was such a boom for such a quite a while, and then as we became, you know, culturally diverse, and we became a foodie town, and we, you know, just just really grew as a city. Um, people were coming back into the city neighborhoods. Which, you know, anytime you talk to Mayor Peduto, they say there are so many neighborhoods beyond what you really think. Like, it's not just the north side. There's like 11 neighborhoods within the north side. And what I think is important to House Point is they're, you're seeing restaurants pop up, but they're not just pop-ups that are going away. They're catering to the people. They're, they're able to walk there, right? So you don't have to worry about having a vehicle and driving to this destination somewhere. It's, it's attainable at this point. Don't you think that's kind of part of what's transi- transitioning? A big part of our real estate world, we have a website called WalkScore, okay. which is like an algorithm that goes ahead and computes basically the car independence okay. of a location. Oh. And so one of the things that's great about this location, obviously, that's a huge selling point is it's car independence, the fact that you can yeah. just walk to the places that you right. were just mentioning. And it begins to, it actually translates into higher real estate values. The average walk score for Pittsburgh is about 70. And I would think that the walk score here is probably, you know, pushing 80 or 90, which means you could do most of your chores without Mm. having to have a car. It becomes optional. That's great. um, Years ago, and is that, let me ask you to interrupt yeah. here for a second, Dave. Is that is that different than what it would have been in the past because people want to walk more? It has to be right. Is is, is a lifestyle different it where is. a walk store, a low walk score, could have been a better idea maybe ten, fifteen years ago? Well, there's different American dreams. Oh, okay, sure. yeah, good right? point. And there's actually two Americas. <laughs> okay. Sure, but, but basically, there, our city used to have people in it that thought it was preferable 
to live in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Right. But you're mentioning now that I coined a phrase many years ago called reurbanization. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a huge part of my practice. So you just, donned yourself the, the um, jazz architect, and right. then you said, <laughs> "Yeah, the reurbanization, the reurbanization of, of the Pittsburgh <laughs> architect." <laughs> yeah, but it really is a renaissance, and I think that we really have two kinds of customers right. these days. We have people okay. that want to stay here, and let's say they need a different place to live. Like maybe if they're living in a house with stairs, maybe they want to have a house that's flat or a loft. And the other folks are like you mentioned, the people that maybe think that they made the wrong mistake years ago and sure. and realize that the um, taxes are not lower Correct. by yeah. going to Butler because you're actually having a self-imposed tax by sitting in the car exactly. and wasting your time. Yep. And uh, so the city is the place to be. Yeah. Oh, I would agree with you. Agreed. I'm a suburban, suburbanite my entire life, and I'm dying to get into the city, really. We'll yes, take so. you back. Yeah. <laughs> so Helby Klein, uh, Pittsburgh Magazine food editor, David Roth, the, um, the Pittsburgh's jazz architect. The first of all, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah, Second of all, such incentive. Thank it, you. It's totally cool. Now, this is the hard part because Rachel always comes up with a hard question for everybody for the podcast. Every podcast. You ready? So, yeah. but before we do that, <laughs> David, remind everybody where they find you and your business online and on Twitter. Uh, you're probably best just finding me at Downtown Design Company. Mm-hmm. Just okay. type it in there. All right, okay. cool. Right. And how, where do they find all your uh, work? Of PittsburghMagazine.com. <laughs> uh, pick up Pittsburgh Magazine hard copies on the newsstand. Uh, yeah. Best Restaurants issue is coming out in the June issue, which okay, is exciting. Great. Yeah, that is exciting. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Halby Klein, H A L B K L E I N. We're changing it to Halby Klein. That's, you know that. Yeah, Sorry, I'm, not, Hal. I'm not letting that it die. It would be the you first time there's a parody account. I'm not letting that die. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? All right. So the question <laughs> of the day. I'm a Santa. Uh, never mind. No, it's going to admit to being a San Jose Sharks fan. I grew up in the Bay Area. Oh, so that's trying to be. Stanley, the Stanley well, Cup a couple oh, years ago. So it's all that. good. I'm all. I'm, I am 100. I remember that from you being on the, for the Penguins. Before. Yeah. And okay. If and until when they play the Sharks again <laughs> in the Stanley Cup final, you redeemed yourself on that. Yeah. One now. There was there was a there was a fake Twitter and a fake Instagram uh, making fun of my love That's of San Jose Sharks. All right. Funny. Here's our big question. So everybody has that house to do, right? Everybody says, oh, I have to get around to that. What is the one house to do that you still haven't gotten around to in your own house? Like you look upstairs and you see the penthouse and it's just, you know, I know Linda was saying to Brian, I want this and I want this and you need to update this. You know, you kind of compare it to your own house. What's the that thing in your house that you still haven't gotten around to that you're going to now? Oh, I mean, there's a there's a big hole in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Morcia wasn't the only restaurant. I was just going to say, Justin can come help you. Yeah. <laughs> so I might need to get him to come. There I'm you actually go. having a friend redesign my upstairs bathroom, and it's just, awesome. you know, I, we're doing it right, so it's taking a while. Gotcha. But it's definitely one of those things that I walk home every day, and I'm like, yeah, oh, it's still, still there. there. <laughs> How about you, David? I mean, now, David seems like a guy. He'd have systems. He every, has this answer. Look at him. He's, he's like, yeah. I don't even have a junk drawer. Yeah. yeah. Three, right, well, three for, projects yeah. down. Right. Well, first of all, uh, total disclaimer, it's my wife's house. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. And so nothing's going to happen unless she wants it to happen. I got you. But you know, in an old house, it's just... It's just all repairs, and you're always keeping up after stuff. Sure. Yeah. And so our biggest challenge ahead of us is to probably complete the last project. Okay. okay. And the last project was we enclosed our front porch mm. very nicely, and we just need to begin to paint around the exterior. Okay. Oh, so that's not now bad. maybe, right, the painting is the final frontier, and we have to pick the right color. <laughs> frontier. Oh. Do you know what that tough? color is going to be? I don't know. It's is she one of those, my... like, eggshell, beige, cream, off-white? <laughs> it's you know all the same. Not. Okay, good. She mm. actually probably wishes that she was at the beach. And so oh, my, gotcha. my thing is I have to keep it from becoming too beachy. I see. Okay. Yeah. 
Understood. Yeah, cool. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Well, Hal just offered to come over and help you paint. And, uh, <laughs> so, so very cool. the easy part. It's the prep. <laughs> That's right. David, Hal, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Great to see you guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Thanks, totally guys. Cool. And uh, you're going to hear David uh, play his harmonica right now as we go to break and uh, bring in Linda it, Joe. It's actually a melodica. Oh, oh, melodica. You're damn right it like, is. Like John <laughs> Batista kind of thing. Right. <laughs> There's Very a big cool. movement against it's melodicas. It's a melodica from okay, the, cool. art, the, cool. the architect, yeah. <laughs> the jazz architect. <laughs> right. Very cool. Linda Joe from the Pittsburgh Business Show coming up next. Hey, it's T-Robe, and you're listening to your Jag-Off Podcast. If you don't listen to your Jag-Off Podcast, consider yourself strained up. It's not very often that uh, we're on the podcast and uh, we have a spouse group uh, pair on and the spouse is dialing out for an attorney mm-hmm. while we're on the podcast because Wait, why? Linda Joe and Brian are here for the Pittsburgh Business Show. Linda Joe went through the house and she's <laughs> yeah. like, I want this, I want this, I want this. She and did have a memo Brian's pad. like, I need an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fake news. That is. That's right. By the way, out there. <laughs> yeah. And I heard her say that she loves her house. It's just easy yes, to dream when you yeah. see a place like this, right? And you know, go ahead. You can introduce them before we get okay, into the sure. house. Okay, sure. So it's, it's Brian and Linda Joe Thornburg. They run the Pittsburgh Business Show, which, as you know, is coming up. If you're an idiot, you don't know. But, no, the Pittsburgh Business Show is coming up at the end of April. And PittsburghBusinessShow.com is the website. And uh, all kind of business is going to be there, and, and including we will be there talk, podcasting and talking about the importance of podcasting for your marketing content as well as for your marketing in general. So, okay. Now, shut up, John. Let's go right to Brian and Linda. So, Brian, I have the first question I have for you is, are you a handy? guy around the house sure am oh see i'm not so i i literally if i had a wife here they would i would panic because i would not it'd be like everything is going to cost me money at this point so i'm not handy at all but you are handy so you could do some of this stuff absolutely yeah oh my god that was a good answer he said that so confidently (laughs) absolutely like i know that's what i'm supposed to say what i you know we got the the pleasure we had the pleasure i hate the word god we had the pleasure of touring the house with you the penthouse with you too and you know we shared your sentiment and how great it was but what was your favorite part i mean linda what do you think i feel like i have a couple favorite parts i love the closet i'm not gonna lie yeah Mm. you did kind of pop out of there (laughs) (laughs) i love the closet for sure um and i wouldn't mind having that um, wine chiller and ice oh, machine yeah, and that point. sidebar yeah. was fabulous. Um, I love the island. I have an island at home with a sink in it, so I'm blessed to have gotcha. that. Um, I but think yeah, women, there's little pieces. We, you know, we pay attention to detail a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I did see that wine chiller. That's a really good addition to yeah. anything, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Sure. And the kitchen, as they talked about before, was such a focal point. And I think that's what a lot of the design work today, people are, are kind of honing in on because the kitchen should be kind of the hub where your family kind of convenes and everything's going on. But I like the open space. What do you guys think about that? I love the open space. Um, it's funny because we have kind of that open space at home with Mm. our Island and it Mm -hmm. opens up into our living room. Um, so I can completely, when Hal was talking about like entertaining and you know, we're, we're constantly like putting bar stools around the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And so that concept was completely something that I would love in a house or, you know, any kind of condo. Sure. So So I thought our closets at home were walk-in and big enough, but I They're think not. I'll be knocking out a wall. These are driving adding, closets. They are. Yeah. Right. I, I think our closet space is going to grow ex- 
exponentially now at home <laughs> to save my marriage. No, <laughs> I think closets, you can never get enough, right? There's never enough yeah. storage. And, and to the point that, that Hal and David were talking about, you know, kind of newer homes versus the older homes, I think that's the biggest uh, difference, you know, factor of difference because I grew up in a home in Brighton Heights in the north side. There were no closets. I mean, it was minimal. Everything was kind of like a cubby, right? And then now you get into these bigger homes that are in the suburbs, like even at, at near where John is. If you're in plans and or things of that nature, there's so much more space because I think people realize it's needed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting is that in some of the houses, like I remember the house I grew up in, we, you said, you know, there, there's a cubby. That's pretty right. much what we called yeah. it, where you'd put all your stuff, and you were fine with that. And now, you know, you have a, a walk-in closet, and I, I, it's filled and need more space. So right. does more that mean space. we have too much crap, Brian? Is that yes. what it is? <laughs> yeah. We've got a lot of it. We yeah. have junk drawers that have junk drawers. <laughs> See? See? We do have a few junk drawers. That's uh, I'm not going to lie. But what I loved about the house is the bathroom. Not that you would ever do this, but you could fit your whole family in the shower. <laughs> Listen, I have three children, and they're always in the bathroom with me. There's no privacy. The door's always open, and everybody's just crowded. Yeah, this in, one's so. definitely big enough up there. No doubt. No doubt. I love it. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, it's a, and, and it has PMI, right? It has a view here, and uh, oh, you know, yeah. you think you're in the middle of the city. You're in the middle of the Bloomfield area here, yep. and when you go out to the one deck, you look out, and you can see the steeple at, of the church in the Polish hill all the way down to Heinz yeah. Field. Yeah, today. Linda saw it's Heinz incredible. Field. That's yeah. right. It's incredible. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. And it was private enough if you want to tan or go out there, you feel secluded. Say raw. Say right. raw. Go ahead, Brian. You, you, yeah. you, you <laughs> go out there raw. I'm married. I don't go raw anymore. Anymore. It's funny. Uh, so, uh, so why are they here? Yeah, let's why take just, they, they wanted yeah. a tour of the house. I, I did want a tour yeah. of the house. Yeah, let's talk about the Pittsburgh business show coming up here. Uh, sure. So um, it's it's for anybody who owns or works in a business. Really, it's, if you're trying to market your wares for a job, there are businesses there. If you're trying to market your wares as a business, there are people there for that. And it's really soup to nuts from anything that people that do marketing to that do website building to people who um, upgrade vehicles. Right? Okay. It's all kind of all kind of stuff there. Yeah. One of the biggest questions we get are, why do we have a show? Why would I go? Mm-hmm. Right. There's probably three answers to that one if you're a business owner you want to empower your people to go there and learn mm-hmm. we have 30 incredible speakers you do we have people there that can literally change your whole company with their concepts ideas how you run a business to things you never even thought of before mm-hmm. so one business owner said last year i loved your show because instead of going and trying to meet with 20 different vendors from computers to technology to software to hr training I go to one show, can meet all these different companies and kind of update and see the things I need. And then afterwards, I can go back and make adjustments. But I'm learning. Right. And then by sending their controllers and so forth to the show, they're learning um, new ideas, new ways to grow their business. They go back to their business and they tell their owners what they've learned. And then it's a great place for business owners to come together and network and partner. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's it. And, you know, the networking, the learning. And Linda, what was the impetus of this? I mean, Brian, maybe just explained that, but but why why you guys? Why now? I know you started it last year, but what was the whole impetus behind this? And, just I, and if I can interject, point? yeah, like to your point, I think that's the question that I hate hearing, right? Like, what made you come up with the idea? Mm-hmm. Right? It's the age old, yeah, like, right. uh, who wants to ask that question? But for but something, it is a question. We get it all the time. <laughs> 
that's a good question. No, it's actually on the script, so you're safe. It's because it, you know, and to be blunt, right? You know that there are various small mixers throughout the city all of the time in in little hotel nooks and crannies where people have B two B expos, right? So what made you say, uh, uh-uh, uh, we want the ultimate expo that's going to be this? I think it's the intimacy of what you provide with your B two B. You know, so take it from there, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're right. We um we own a small to medium business um as well higher images and so as that we were selling our wares and we do a ton of networking and one of the things that happens in Pittsburgh is that there's all these amazing communities all over there's 10 counties right we all say we're from Pittsburgh even if we're in Greensburg or wherever we're at Um, so Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh and it's home but the one thing is is that we just don't leave our community sometimes because we're seriously working in our business all the time Mm -hmm. and so it's hard for people to get out of the community and sometimes traffic and just different things you know to get to events the other piece of it too is that um you know we want to work smarter right Right. so our whole goal was to bring all the resources that we could in one room in a neutral place which is downtown everyone will travel into downtown once Mm -hmm. in a while Mm -hmm. even if it's once a year (laughs) Um, and so we'll pull everyone together um, and have these amazing businesses that are able to help support all of the different communities and then just grow our outreach um, and bring everyone together so it feels really good at the end of the day Um, and we've been blessed to be able to work with some amazing company so we're excited and the education piece of it was really important to us um, because we do we work really really hard and to be able to get out to these trainings that are out there Mm. um, you know it's just a matter of making the time to do it and so with an annual show it's just on your calendar you know you're going to come you're going to come year after year and it's just going to grow and so all your business so going into it I mean and I guess any any this question is kind of the same in the same mold but you had the idea that you wanted it to be year after year right because typically when you do an event you don't do it as a one-time bang kind of thing but with this I'm sure you looked at it like this is what I want to do let's see how it goes but with the hope right that it was going to carry on but what do you say is the idea of smart like how do you how do you want people to learn how to work smart and and I appreciate that because John will say that to what we also have a marketing company and he'll say we need to work smarter and it's so true what is that what's the key to working smarter and how does this kind of help that I mean I think part of it is time management yes um and just being able to get as much information at one time as you can and then work with because I think that's one of the opportunities with um, the show is that you know you'll be able to come down there we had like 157 businesses last year we had like 2,800 people attend um, registered to attend and so one of the things is is that you know it's great to come down and mix and mingle but if you don't actually have a goal when you get there right um, so whether it's about branding or getting your name out there or if you know that you're going to go there because you're looking for people that want your services or you're going there because you want to get services right it's knowing your goal and then actually setting a plan, Mm -hmm. I think. It's a great point. So, I mean, you can go through all the smart training as far as goal setting as well and all that stuff. And from a business standpoint, you wouldn't go on a sales call, you wouldn't go on a pitch call without thinking through what your goal is at the end, right? So the same thing here. This The Pittsburgh Business Show is about business. It's Sure, networking is fun, but there has to be a goal to the networking, right? right? And that's what you're saying. Cool. So tell everybody where they find out who the speakers are and all the things that are going on. Sure. Um, so we have our website. It's pittsburghbusinessshow.com. The agenda is there and up to date. Um, mm-hmm. We'll actually be printing our agenda in the city paper. It'll come out next week. So if anyone wants to take a look at that prior to, they'll be able to get that. Um, and then... Uh, 
they can also text um, tickets to 39187 okay. for anyone that's listening oh, cool. to um, get a link to the tickets or they can purchase them online. So The cool thing is you and our sponsor, TSE, have joined up to we raise have. money for I'm Junior super Achievement, excited. right? Yes. Yeah? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So um, they have been kind enough and they um, actually, we met last year, so they helped support us last year as well and they've been amazing. Um, and so we actually, um, Junior Achievement is one of our charitable partners that we are supporting. They have a lot of um, the same business concepts as far as kindergarten through 12th grade. And so our goal is to also um, be one of the largest charitable um, events that happens in the city um, with business owners. So they're going to have a silent auction there. So you can come down and take a look at all the amazing things that they pick out. And then we'll also have online this year. So um, that will launch, I think, next week or yes. so, right before yep. the show. So you'll see some so things our on hope social is media. We, this will come out on Tuesday. So okay. my hope is, Todd, that the, <laughs> that the online Todd. will be ready <laughs> when this comes out. Um, um, but, you know, I think it's so important to say a good setup is that, you know, we've worked, TSE has worked with so many different businesses and, and events, but what I find unique to yours is that there's a passion, there's a philanthropy aspect to yours. And I love speaking with you. And I think that's what attracted us to come back is that it's not just the idea of businesses networking. That's fantastic because that's only going to economically help our city with growth and things of that nature. But the fact that you recognize junior achievement is a longstanding charitable, you know, organization and that it being them, there's so many charities in Pittsburgh that you could choose from and you chose them first and foremost, which obviously weaves into the business aspect, but also that your professional and your personal passion is there. What, what is it that drives you for that part? Cause it's kind of a twofold for you, right? There's the business part and then the philanthropy part. Well, I think it's important, um, for all businesses to also give back to their community. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I think that's what just tied it in is that when we talked about doing the show for sure, it wasn't just about growing our business or making a profit. Like our goal was really to help businesses and the community grow. Right. Um, and so that's really important to me, um, just in any other, you know, aspect of my day is just to always give back and to be kind and, you know, to help support and not tear people down and, right. you know, and do I whatever you can. Because that's why it's growing. We need to have Rachel learn that because she bullies me all oh, the time. Sure. She needs to learn that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before we let you go, we have a question of the day. Sure. So what is it, the, the one thing in your house that you still haven't gotten around to do? Put Brian on this the is, spot, Linda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's squirming. He is squirming. Well. What's on his list? What's on your, your list? list? What's on your list? Well, closet space is obviously <laughs> top of mind right now. Yeah, as of today, it became the priority. So, yeah. so I, I was think, mouthing that. <laughs> so I think I'm giving up mine and going to a much smaller closet. That might there, be you go. Go. there you go. That's it. And Linda, how about you? Mm, I think for me, I would like to redo the bathrooms next. Ah, oh, nice. See, you Aww. said bathrooms, so it's I on know. you. <laughs> I need a little love in the bathrooms. We had some good stuff in the kitchen and the living room one. There you go. That's next, right? Nice. Cool. Very cool. All right. Coming up next as we listen to David Roth, our jazz architect. And it's not David Lee Roth. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Anyways, we're coming up with Amanda Kessel that we recorded previously at the Total Sports Enterprises signing with her at the Robinson Mall. So 
John and Rachel with Total Sports Enterprises, and we are here with the one and only Amanda Kessel. And I'm super excited because we have more girl power this time, so you're kind of outnumbered. (laughs) So welcome. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. And I'm sure of all the interviews you've done, you're super excited to be with us, right? In the back room of Total Sports Enterprises signing some merchandise, right? The best. Yes. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. So we're going to start out with, you know, the basic questions. Obviously, people are so excited that you're here because you represent the United States and, and there's no better honor than that. So first and foremost, congratulations. But where, when did all this start? I know you've given this interview before, but just for people who, who aren't sure, when did all this start? Where are you from and, and this passion for hockey? What happened? Yeah, I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. I grew up there. Um, I started playing hockey when I was three or four uh, and then every other sport as well but it was just I loved playing hockey I would miss practice of any other sport to go to hockey practice and hockey games and fell in love with sports since I was little now in hockey so Pittsburgh is slowly becoming you know the hockey obviously as you know it's not going to be Madison right it's not going to be Madison right but you know Pittsburgh is now known for some hockey we obviously were exceptionally known for our football and hockey from a youth perspective my children play as well it's becoming the sport to play and there is such an influx now of girls playing do you feel that that was the case when you were playing because I want I know what answer I want you to give so I'm sort of hoping was were there that many girls no yeah growing up I played on all boys teams there were a few before and after girls teams but definitely not the same opportunities or the same numbers that there are now I had to play with the boys in order to stay competitive I was just going to say so I'm sure that kind of makes you in a different preparation state right like you're playing against boys yeah I think for me it was critical to my success and development and I know I love I love women's hockey but also if you have a very talented little girl I and she can play with the boys I I'd put in put her in there first love it God, you so, can have a couple yeah, questions. I appreciate too. it. I'm just, just so excited. So, girls. Uh, so the thing is, I know when we hear other hockey, other hockey players that we've interviewed, you know, they were kind of they were the one who couldn't skate. They were duct the younger kid always got duct taped to the the net, you know, to be the goalie. The unfortunate. <laughs> you didn't get duct taped. So, tell me about you know growing up and playing hockey with the boys, and obviously your brother and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me about that. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't turn out as a goalie or something, having them shoot on me, but. I played goalie one time, and I got scored on because I was skating around the back of the net, and they shot into the empty net. So that was one and only for that. But it definitely, having two older brothers was a huge part of my success. And I think that's the traditional story, right? The younger one or the girl always got the crappy <laughs> job, so you got thrown in net if you had to, like on the streets, right? But did it start like that? Did you kind of do the, I'm playing at the end of a cul-de-sac, I'll use a garbage can or a hamper if I have to kind of thing just to play hockey at any chance? I know we used to play in our garage a lot. We'd my mom hated it, but we'd uh, of course put our hose in the garage and get it wet and just play on our feet with you know okay. sticking ball in our right in our garage. Okay, worst thing you ever broke that your mom wanted to kill you about? Shooting a hockey puck. I don't know. No windows. We usually had like the cement walls in the basement. So oh, that was I smart. It, I think it was planned. They always like had like an area where we could put a net and. Gotcha. So that was smart on their part. So let's go to the gold medal. It has to be so exciting. I mean, I know we talked about Rachel asked about representing the United States, but getting the gold medal, knowing what that what goes into that. Tell us about your life. What is life like preparing to to win a gold medal, even for the chance to do that? Yeah, it's amazing. I was just talking with my brother when I was back at home with him, and we were talking about I went and watched speed skating at the Olympics, and I was saying that's. It's so fun to watch, but it's like it's crazy. They can have 
you know, something can go bad in one race and they're done. And he's like, yeah, but you only had one game. But I'm like, I still had, you know, you get 15, 20 shifts and time to make up for it. But he's like, it came down, you came down a shootout though. Like it's, you know, one right. shot. So reflecting on it, it's, it's crazy that you work your entire life for something that can come down to small little moments. Yeah. So true. And is that a typical Kessel conversation? <laughs> like like a Rennebeck conversation at home is like we go from school to hockey because our kids are, are hockey players as well. But then it becomes like a teasing thing. Is there still that like sibling? You guys still kind of go back to being kids at Christmas and, and talk like you did when you were young? We do, yeah. We were in the middle of a ping pong <laughs> game and I hadn't seen him in a while. So it was the first time I've been able to go over That's cute. Did you win? I finally, we were one and one today. I hadn't beat him in a long time. I was so pumped. I love it. That's that. It, when you're the girl, you can't help it. That's always the way you have to be. You're the underdog. It was 20 and 13, too. So I oh, like, my gosh. That's a big win. I love it. So you're kind of an honorary Pittsburgher, I'd have to think. And uh, when, how often do you get here? And when you do, what's your, we don't want to give any secrets, right? But when do you, where do you like to hang out when you come here? Usually at the hockey rink. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I don't get to come too often, but playoffs, mm-hmm. last few years, I th- feel like I've just been tra- traveling around for a few months at the end of the year and biggest Pittsburgh fan now. Yeah, oh, that's nice. so good to hear. Nice. Well, what about like pregame ritual? Can we go there? Like, is there something fun? Like, when we talk to the NFL players, it's always, you know, a Sunday game because they're getting ready and they say, you know, we wear our game shirts to church. Like, you're allowed to wear your game shirt to church. What's a pregame ritual for you? Is there something that you have to do to get prepped? I actually started to try and cut out any superstitions. Love it. If I, something went wrong, then I would blame that. Yeah, yeah, and I just had too much stress and anxiety, so now I try and go with the flow. Nice, that's a really good answer. What music are you listening to to get excited? Mm, usually mainstream, like upbeat songs. The middle was a huge one at the Olympics. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Boy, that's like backstreet stuff. Like we're learning what was <laughs> popular at the yeah. Olympics. Big songs for Olympics. That's cool. Uh, so uh, going back now, as you what what's the the sisterhood of the team of you know the the the, the guys that won back in 1980? You know they they hung together pretty much. What's the sisterhood like? What are, do you keep in touch with the other players? Yeah, I actually just came back from a a team vacation. We went to St. Thomas for eight days together. I think it is it's something so special that, you know, what kind of a bond that other teams, you can't really create that. It was just such a big part of history. Yeah. What do you think your role on the team was? Uh, I don't know. Leader, of course. But Score the game. Like, are you the Whatever funny I, person? <laughs> are you the sensitive one? Somewhat bring the entertainment. Okay. So I like that answer. Usually dancing. And okay. Good. See? Good. And control yeah. the music. <laughs> but. Last question, because I know you have some things to do. But what is what inspires you? What's your inspiration? What's your muse to kind of continue to do this? Is there a specific person or a specific event that kind of inspires you to continue to, to do what you're doing? I think just like the pure love of the game and joy doing it and like that competitive edge. Drive. Always, yep, always wanted to win. Love it. Is this the top of the mountain for you pretty much? What's yeah, next? until, you know, hopefully do it again. Next time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so there's this team called the Pittsburgh Penguins here and you might be familiar with, and they're in the playoffs, so we need a good let's go pins. Do it.
and like let's, uh oh you want can like you a yell chant? it oh no, no. no i was gonna say like, <laughs> no, no wait, just wait, let's go pen yeah no 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 i'll just give us a, let's go do pens. you, you don't you don't have to do the whole thing she wants us to do it okay all right ready i'll do it you don't have to okay ready on the count of three one two three let's go pens Hey, this is Joe Bartnick from Puck Off Podcast, and you're listening to Your Jag Off Podcast. Thanks for listening. We didn't even talk about what your favorite part of the house was. I was just going to ask you the same question. That was Hannah. Aww. Um I mean, I have to say, you know I'm in heavy pursuit of dining room furniture. Yeah. And they didn't have a dining room, which I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I wonder if that's the way it's going. Like, is that the way yeah. that looks are going now? So maybe I shouldn't even have a flipping dining room in my house. <laughs> but I need one with my family. Um, I, I I hate to sound cliche and, and jump on the bandwagon, but the kitchen as well. Because I, as you know, have a smaller kitchen. And that open space, it's so inviting. You know, yeah, the appliances. I mean, the kitchen so is the living room, and the living room is the kitchen, right. which is similar to your house. You know that you yeah. know that area, and uh, you know I love that too. But I just I don't know why I'm astounded by the laundry area that has all this light in it. My laundry area is so dingy. It's just like <laughs> that's true. Like, I hate doing laundry because it's down Same. there, and it, blah, 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 you're down there and get yeah. away from everything. So, yeah. anyways, that was my favorite thing. So, what's cool. the one thing you uh, need to do around your house? Get a dining room table. Get a dining room table, <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo. Yeah, you know, like you said. There's always those little things and you see a place like this and it's so easy to take that checklist and, and have it grow immediately, right? Because yeah, you look sure. at all the new and update, uh, new and updated things and there's a lot you could do. Right. How about you? So, uh, no, I think it really, um, it's everything. I think of like, uh, you know, car- the one thing that stays updated now is we don't have a dog anymore, but we had a dog and everything was needed cl- clean. No, we're not. Hannah, we're not. And uh, anyway, so thanks to Pittsburgh Magazine, the gang of Pittsburgh Magazine, magazine for letting us come here and record our podcast today make sure you come to the pittsburgh ultimate house to check it out because it it goes through april 22nd and it benefits the children's hospital free care fund so how cool is that right yeah it is and again this is their fourth year i love that they're showing so many various parts of the city of pittsburgh here we are in the the hub of it all in the bloomfield lawrenceville area so close to the children's hospital in fact um and just you know come support it and i will tell you this parking does not suck like if you're a suburban person and you want to come see this, yeah. parking does not suck. Sure. It's not. It's 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 been worse. Yeah. So uh, and thanks to uh, so Pittsburgh Magazine. Thanks to them. Thanks to uh, Wayne, our producer. Thanks Wayne. to Hannah. What's up, Hannah? And uh, she does all our great Instagram stories and pictures and all that kind of stuff. Thanks to Total Sports Enterprises for being our sponsor. And before we do that, I want to thank our guest, right? Yeah, Amanda Kessel. Amanda Kessel, amazing interview. We had Hal B. Klein from Pittsburgh Magazine. How fitting. And then we also had David Notley. Roth, who is the Pittsburgh jazz architect, um, has his own business for architecture and, and dabbles in jazz on the side. And has and, a great voice. And does have a great voice. He replaced John. <laughs> and we have Linda and Linda Joe and Brian Thornburg from the Pittsburgh Business Show, which will be coming up on April 25th and 26th at the uh, David, Conve- David O. Lawrence Convention Center. Nice. And now we thank Total Sports Enterprises, our sponsor. Total Sports Enterprises will be at the Pittsburgh Business Show, which we just talked about, next week for two days of bidding to benefit junior achievement. Stop at the Business Show to network with vendors and experience B2B opportunities just like we talked about with them in an intimate setting. 
and TSE will be available at the entranceway and throughout the expo with unique sports pieces that are available to take home to the highest bidder and benefiting our friends at Junior Achievement. So be sure to visit tseshop.com next week to start the bidding online.